for the one and only Sports Ball Podcast. Welcome to the Sports Ball Podcast. I'm your co-host, Max Parasak. And I'm your other co-host, the better co-host, Matt Camwitz. Yes, of course, Matt. You know, we get along so well together. Yes, we do. Yeah, we've only had like probably the four worst podcast episodes in the history of all podcasts. And here shout we out, are. Shout out to Max Series Podcast. So everybody go give it a follow. Yeah. And follow us on the Sportsball Podcast. We could really use the help. And this podcast is going to be at Spout Sports. I mean, it's in the name. So if you don't think it's about sports, you're pretty dumb. You're probably sleeping like Nate Robinson, but you know, we won't mention that. Can't we can't be talking on a Nate Robinson. I didn't even know he was a basketball player before that fight. I know. I can't decide what's worse. The fact that you didn't know he was a basketball player or that he called out Jake Paul and got <laughs> killed. I can't. But this show is going to be about Matt and I's hot takes in the world of sports and stuff we also may agree on. So let's get started. Matt, what do you want to talk about first? Well, I mean, I think the most obvious thing that we disagree about would, would be the GOAT debate for basketball. LeBron James. Michael Jeffrey Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. And, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, six championships, never lost in the finals, 14 All-Star games in 15 seasons, five MVPs, six finals MVPs, 10 All-NBA first teams, nine All-Defensive first teams, one Defensive Player of the Year, 10-time scoring leader, three-time steals leader, Rookie of the Year, has more points per game, has more steals, I mean, I, I don't know what else I could say. LeBron James is the better athlete. I I don't know. I, I could agree with that just, just by saying LeBron that. James right now. In terms of just athletes, it, it's probably LeBron has the edge there, but greatest basketball player of all time is Jordan, no doubt. But LeBron could be a tight end in football right now. You know what I mean? Or he could have been five years ago. So, yeah, now, but Le- is, is the question – greatest basketball player of all time or the greatest athlete of all time let me get to my point lebron is a dominant athlete which helps him in basketball right because you're either gonna say jordan's number one or lebron's number two you know it's either one i'm personally lebron number one jordan's number two and number three that's open for discussion but Mm. lebron james even though Jordan, yes, he went to the final six times, never lost. LeBron James has done it with more, with different teams, with different players, because Jordan always had in those, like, playoff, in that, like, super, I'm going to call it, I nearly just said Super Bowl. Jesus. Rough start. Uh, I know, right? Uh, but in those NBA championship years, he's always had, you know, Scottie Pippen. He had a Horace Grant, which they basically changed out with Dennis Rodman. You know, he I mean, had, I mean, hear about this. So LeBron wins in Cleveland. Who do you have? Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. Yeah. All and right. Kevin Love and J.R. LeBron, Smith. 
LeBron but, LeBron wins in Miami, who do you have? Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. LeBron he wins would, in LA, who does he have? Anthony Davis, Rashawn Rondo. That you just named my point. What's your point? That he can play with different people and still be as dominant as he was. He Michael, went to the Wizards, and granted, he did play pretty good. It was it he, was in two thousand three. He was way out of his career. Exactly, and I, I think. But here's my thing: How old was Michael Jordan then? I have no clue. He's old he, enough. I can tell you that. Listen, we're not going with the whole longevity argument because. LeBron has only played two more seasons than Jordan and is nowhere near as accomplished. I think he will win six championships by the time he retires. Hands down. He still he still wanna be the GOAT. He's still yeah, he is because of just how dominant he has always been in his career. Dominant. Yeah. He's are been you, a dominant player. Are you are you kidding me? All right, let's say this. So LeBron, so Jordan takes those two years off of, two years off of the season for basketball, for baseball, right? The the Rockets win those two championships. So, if Jordan doesn't leave for those two years, who wins those two championships? Probably the Bulls. Do I'll give you that. But so, okay, so never, let's say LeBron's so let's say, never stayed on a team as long as Michael did for the Bulls, and that's the one downfall of LeBron. But I think that's the one upside because it shows that he can win with different coaches, and he wasn't a crybaby when certain coaches left. Hold, hold like on, how this. Mike jo- Michael Jordan left the Bulls and retired because Phil Jackson wasn't going to be the coach. Am I wrong? Okay. Do you LeBron know how many, you know how many different- coaches LeBron has driven out of that team to get the coach that he wants? Or left because he doesn't like the coaching staff or organization. But he's been able to do it with different coaches and you're different saying, teams, different key players. You're Le- saying LeBron Jordan, Jordan. You're saying LeBron James is the most dom- is more dominant than. Yes. Then okay, so I, let's look back until let's look back until uh, 2003 when LeBron was drafted. So the Spurs won in 03, Lakers in 04, Spurs in 05. Mavericks beat the Heat in 06. That's a loss for LeBron. Or no, wait. That is not a loss for LeBron. The Spurs beat the Cavs. The Mavericks beat LeBron. The Mavericks were just Dirk. Just Dirk beat LeBron. But that was young LeBron. You can even make the excuse for young Jordan. Okay, in, 2000, young... in 2014, the Spurs beat LeBron. 4-1. to one. Yeah, they had Duncan. They had Kawhi. all these players. Yeah, so you can... Okay, okay I get where back. you're going. Let's I get go, where let's you're go going to, at. Let's go to 2015, 2017, 2018. Warriors. 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 Laker, the, the Cavs won one. Okay, I see where you're going at here. So, but so who's really the most dominant player? Because, I mean, if I'm if I'm right... Are we going to say... In 1991, Jordan beat the Bulls. 1992, Jordan beat the Blazers. 1993, Jordan beat the Suns. 1996, he beat the Sonics. 1997 and 98, he beat the Jazz. Never losing more than two games in the finals. Okay, I get where you're coming at. You know, you can make... This is why I think LeBron's more dominant. He's just... 
physically, he's more gifted basketball player. I really believe so. And I know people are going to argue and say Jordan was more of a gifted basketball player. He was just good at it. I think LeBron just overall is going to go down as the greatest of all time. And you have to also understand, I grew up, I started watching, I rarely watched that much professional basketball. But when I did, it was when D. Rose initially went to the Bulls, that 2010-2011 era where LeBron and the Heat were going on a roll, right? So So that's what I grew up with. Now, I grew up looking at LeBron and being like, okay, he's a top player in the league. And I was thought of him as the best. I knew I grew up in Chicago. I never got to see Michael Jordan play, and I never sought out how he played until about two years ago. Which, LeBron's, LeBron's not even the best player in the NBA right now. Yeah, he's also 35. This okay, guy's two, still a two top year, Two years he's, ago, three years ago, four years ago, who was the best player? Steph Curry. I'll give Kevin you that. Durant, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Okay. I don't know about Kevin Durant. You're you're delusional then. If you don't think Kevin Durant was the best player in the NBA, it was Steph Curry. Three out of the last eight seasons, you're insane. When Kevin Durant was with the Thunder, he was easily the best player. But I think when he went to the Warriors, he was overshadowed by Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Arguably the best super team. Did you just say he was overshadowed by Draymond Green and Clay Thompson? I'm more of a Clay Thompson guy than Kevin Durant or Steph Curry. Okay, hold on. So you're you're putting your top fifty NBA players. Let's say so. Obviously, Curry and KD are both in there. Who's higher? Curry or KD? Like players who's, right now? Who's high? Who's higher on the top fifty list ever? Ever? I'm putting Curry. You're insane. Kevin Durant's the top 10 basketball player of all time. He's the best scorer of all time. I'll put him above Jordan. And if we're talking about gifted basketball player, Kevin Durant 7-1 with, the, with one of the, some of the best handles in NBA history. I want to see how he can do with the Nets. And the greatest scorer of all time. Because we've seen when he's had Russell Westbrook, only basically only Russell Westbrook, he can never lead to the championship. He wanted the ring, so he went to Golden State. Now he has Kyrie Irving. And now it's a possibility he'll have James Harden. I want to see... I'll put him in the conversation of one of the best ever if... if he can win with the Nets, which I think with LeBron and AD right now with the Lakers, there's no chance... Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Harden. You don't think they'll beat LeBron and AD? No. Kyrie, Kyrie and Harden themselves will beat LeBron and AD in a seven-game series. No. Who's guarding Kevin Durant? I guess you got to go with LeBron. Okay, who's guarding Kyrie? <sighs> exactly. I... Point proven. Dude, we're never, we're never going to agree on this, either KD Curry or LeBron Jordan, so we might as well just, just move on. It's never, it's never going to happen. No, that... You got to understand here, but KD also, I think, is in a rough period where he is easily has been every year he's played in the NBA in the last eight years. I think he's been a top five player and he's been in the top two many times. But you have to understand that how I see it, he, I don't want to say bandwagon, but he went to the Golden State Warriors because he couldn't win one 
by himself in Oklahoma City. I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know how you say that. Come on. Come he on, did. dude. Am I wrong? Be better. Be better. Am I wrong? I mean, he literally went to another team just to win a championship. I, I don't even know. It's just just be better. DeMarcus Cousins did it. We got we to gotta move on. We're never going to get to the end of this. We're going to run out of time before we even figure out who the true GOAT is, Michael Jordan. LeBron James. But okay. How about how we do another little debate? You know, we always seem to disagree on this. Yes. Who are your top five NFL wide receivers? Oh, you're going to put me on the spot here, huh? Top five NFL receivers. All time or right now? Right now. Number one. I'm going to go. Do we have to go five to one or one to five? Five to one. Ooh. I'm going to go number five right now. I'm going to have to go with the one, the only, AJ Green. Let's go. Are you serious? No, I'm joking. AJ oh, Green yeah, sucks. I was just making sure. He sucks so bad. I'm going to go with this number five spot's kind of a toss-up for me. It is. It's for it's same for me, too. I mean, the top four for me are pretty much set. Number five, five and six and seven are usually pretty close for me. I want to put Odell in there. I, I, I could, I could agree. I could see that. I mean, it's not. He's probably he's not in my top five, but I agree with that. So I'm gonna put Odell number five. Yeah. Number four, I'm going to go with Julio Jones. All right. Number three, Devonte Adams. All right. Number two, Tyreek Hill. Okay. Number one, the alien, the Hail Mary master, DeAndre Hopkins. By far the best receiver. I said this last year. I don't know how you can say that. the best receiver in the league. He proved it again this year by getting another young quarterback and completely dominating – Look at the Hail Mary so he, catch. Who would have So he caught Julio one he caught one Hail Mary. Yeah, and he's also dominated in every single game he's played. I if, don't know if, if you can he say gets that. the ball every if you can get D Hop the ball, he's gonna go off. Okay. He is by far the best wide receiver in the NFL. And I think if he keeps it up for another another two or three years, he's one of the best of all time. Uh, dude, I I my top five is just kind of way out of yours. I got number five. I'm going Stefan Diggs. That's a good one. Number five, that, Stephon th- Diggs. I that was a toss up. For, again, that was... number four. I know, I know you're, I know you're gonna hate him. I know you're gonna keep calling him Slant Boy. Michael Thomas. Oh. Number three. Oh. Number three. It's, in my opinion, it's really close between these top three, and you could put them in any order, and I would I would basically accept it. Number three, Devontae Adams. Uh, totally agreed. Number two and number one. These are probably the closest. I mean, I think, in my opinion, number one is the – 
third greatest receiver of all time. But I'm going number two, DeAndre Hopkins, and number one, Julio Jones. <laughs> I don't I don't know how you can disagree with the fact that I mean obviously Julio and Hopkins are super close. I, I'm not mad about Julio at number one because it all depends on like who at the time's better. I think D Hop's greater right now, but at number five you had Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hill wasn't even on your top five list. That's why see that's what I'm seeing. So like for me, five, six, seven are super close. In my opinion, I have them as six, seven, five. It could either be Stefan Diggs, um, Tyreek Hill, or in all honesty, I think another receiver that you guys are like really all sleeping on besides Max, obviously, is he had him pretty high. Odo Beckham Jr. I'd even consider putting someone like Allen Robinson up there. I see. And that's where the whole 8-9 battle, I say, comes in between Thielen and Robinson. Yeah, because Allen Robinson gets totally slept on unless you're a Bears fan. Like, Listen, you give you give Allen Robinson Aaron Rodgers and he's top five receiver, no doubt. Yeah, and the, like you, you basically just pointed out, Allen Robinson has never played with a great quarterback. And that's being completely honest. Foles sucks. Trubisky sucks. Um, Chase Daniels sucks. When he was in Jacksonville, um, Blake Bortles sucked. I mean, you basically you give him anybody who he's been with. He sucked, but he's still such a great productive receiver. I think if exactly. you put him with a Aaron Rodgers, hell, I'll go more average. I think if you put him with a Derek Carr, I think that you're still gonna have a top five receiver in this Produ- top five production top five production no doubt that's why i give so much to d hop because think about d hop when he was younger and still dominating like yeah before for sure. before deshaun watson he was still a top five receiver and who he had like um i i the fact that we don't even know the quarterback's name shows yeah they, just but that's that's where i'm going with Brock Julio Jones. He had Julio Jones Osweiler. is a freak. Yeah. Julio is a freak. So is DeAndre Hopkins. There's okay. Matt Ryan, I don't like him, but he's at least a solid quarterback. D Hop was a top I just five feel receiver like if, with Brock Osweiler. Brian. If you Hoyer, put Hopkins, if you put Hopkins on the Falcons and Julio's position, their production's similar, if not exactly the same. I, I can agree with that. But that's, that's where, how I feel. But that's where I give people like D-Hop more credit because Allen Robinson slept on so much and it's actually like disgraceful. When he leaves the Bears, because I think he will after this season, he's going to go to a team. Maybe you take the risk and go to a team with a young new quarterback like the Chargers, the Bengals, Miami. Hell, maybe you go to a team like the Jets. Uh, the, I, I don't even know. Maybe you, maybe you go back to the Jaguars. Why would he go to the Jets? The Jets. Yeah, because they're getting Trevor Lawrence, baby. Listen, dude, this is gonna bring up another topic. I seriously believe that Trevor Lawrence, the best decision he can make, is staying in Clemson for another year. Okay, take it from a New York Jets fan. He should. 
and I will convince you on why Trevor Lawrence should consider going into the draft if the Jets go 0-16, get him, and have the first overall pick. So you're going to basically have a brand-new head coach, and you're going to be the franchise. And the thing about the Jets is if our fan base likes you, you're going to be praised. Look at Sam Darnold. I'm still huge on Sam Darnold. He didn't play good yesterday. He hasn't played that great this season. I think he's honestly given up on the Jets. But we still love I think I think the Jets have given up on him. Yeah, we did. We honestly did, and it's so frustrating to look at it. But we will praise Trevor Lawrence. And now you're in the big city. You're in the Big Apple. You're a New York Jet. You're going to get sponsorships by big brands because not only are you already one of the biggest names in college football history, you're going to be right in New York. Look what happened to Eli. Eli was. I'm not even taking Trevor Lawrence number one. Oh, don't even argue Justin Fields. We saw what he did against. 100% arguing Justin Fields. What he did against Indiana. Okay. Are we going to forget about that? So you're gonna you're gonna say somebody had one bad game. Here's my thing about Trevor Lawrence. He's played consistent. He had one bad game, like maybe one or two bad games in three seasons. This kid is legit. He's a prototypical quarterback, and I think Justin Fields has a lot of upside. Don't get me wrong. I think he's easily the number two. I think if the Jets somehow get the number two pick in the draft, they should pick Justin Fields. But if we have the number one, hands down, you're picking Goldilocks, okay? We're going to tank. We're going to go. Dude, think about it. Think about it. Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence happened last year, correct? Yeah, and who won? Okay, so. Who won? Okay, I get. Who who won? Listen, that's my point. That's my point. That's my point. So he did win, right? But if you look late in the game, there was uh, a. Pass interference, and I'm quoting that because it wasn't pass interference. It was pass interference, and they missed it. Or not, sorry, not pass interference. They ruled an inc- a fumble, an incompletion, where in all reality it was the opposite, and that completely changed the game. And listen, if that never happens, and if they make that call right, Ohio State wins that game, and in my opinion, Ohio State beats LSU. No, Joe Burrow was on too hot of a run, and you know Joe Burrow's overrated. I agree with that, but he was on too hot of a run at the time. I thought Justin Herbert should have gone number one in that draft because I feel like he had a really high upside. And look what how he's doing with the Chargers. Granted, he does have um, Keenan Allen. I mean, he's playing like a top ten quarterback right now. Yeah, and it's awesome to watch. I can't wait to see him progress. Um, but yeah, so Trevor Lawrence should come here because he's going to get the big publicity. The fans are going to love him to death. And I feel like he's going to feel at home in New York. Did you see what people were doing when he posted him and his girlfriend? No, I didn't see it. He posted a picture on Instagram. It was him and his girlfriend at his girlfriend's last soccer game for a collegiate career. And, uh, he was like, oh, man, I can't wait for our future. And all the comments were, can't wait to see you in New York. She's going to look <laughs> great in New York. And uh, 
I think, you know, I think he would look good in that Jets green, and I think he's the type the of... The Jets have the ugliest uniforms in football. We have the sickest uniforms in the in football. Uh, and I think here's another thing. You have a brand new coaching staff. We're basically going to build around Trevor Lawrence. And I think we might try to pick up a person in free agency like an Allen Robinson. I think we can really try to give him weapons... Denzel Mims is showing to be progressing really well as a rookie. Rashawn Perryman, he's proving himself as a really good number two receiver. Um, I think that this could be a really good team. You have Makai Becton, who's going to be a franchise left tackle. I mean, I was upset when we first got him, but he's been playing great. I mean, you, there's a lot of upside. Now, the next thing we need to work on, defense. We lost Jamal Adams, but I think this guy is going to come into this team, reshape it. He's going to be the face. He's there's we're literally going to shape a whole team around him. We're going to get a coach around him. It's literally going to be the perfect situation for him because we're going to fire Adam Gase and we're going to build a whole new team. I mean, you guys can take Nagy if you want. No. You sure or Ryan Pace too. Shut if up. You guys need, if you guys need a new GM. God. Because they're both gone. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm surprised they haven't fired him yet. You know, there's there's a lot of overrated quarterbacks in this league. I mean, Darnold's one of them. Trubisky's just perfectly rated as trash. I think he's actually a little bit underrated, to be honest. I think he's he has some, he has some potential if he gets the right system. But I think the most overrated quarterback in the NFL, who, in my opinion, people have him in the top three. I don't even have him in my top ten. Lamar Jackson. Oh, no. Okay, Lamar Jackson. Okay, he was good last year. MVP. He was great last year. He was amazing. He was amazing as fresh uh not freshman. God, I can't speak English today. Um, he was great as a rookie. I'll give him that. He was an amazing rookie quarterback. This year proved what all of the haters had to say. Last He's one dimensional. Yeah. Last year everybody's like well, you're saying he could throw the deep ball, okay, but can he throw the medium ball? Because he hasn't been able to this season. Sure, this kid can launch a ball. I think if you train any quarterback properly, you can have him throw the deep ball pretty easily with a lot of strength training. Now, getting that accurate middle pass, that's where the elite quarterbacks differ from the average quarterbacks. I think you that's That's kind of where I'm going. Like, in my opinion... Kyler Murray is the better version of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, completely. I think Kyler Murray is the better version of Russell Wilson. I don't know if you say Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's the second best quarterback in the NFL, and it is super close between him and Patty Mahomes. Yeah, but super close. Kyler has less experience and is showing amazing progression and looking a lot like a better Russell Wilson. But. Do I think Lamar Jackson's better than Michael Vick? Yes. Completely. I think Michael Vick, when he got to the Eagles, that's when Michael Vick was great. I felt like he finally found himself because these running, these scrambling quarterbacks, RG3 when he first came, you know, Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, these players need to take down their running ability. Because once you start running, teams are going to stop that. Then you have to throw the ball. You have no choice. That's why I think. That's why I think Russ and and Pat Mahomes are 
the best two in the game just because they know that if they need to get that 15-yard downfield, they can get it. But they can also throw an accurate ball five to 60 yards down the field. Yeah, and like everybody's saying, oh, look at Lamar Jackson. Look at how he does this. I look at vanilla Lamar Jackson in Josh Allen. Josh Allen's run the ball like crazy. He's throwing the ball amazingly. That is a great player. I mean, you can even argue, I know he's not great. He's not better than Lamar Jackson. Don't get at me. But if we're going to talk about mobile quarterbacks, you're seeing more quarterbacks. Danny Dimes. Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Mahomes, Wilson. Quarterbacks nowadays, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I think, is going to be the first in a while, and Joe Burrow, to be highly drafted quarterbacks that don't really, aren't going to run like crazy all the time. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, That's, the league is changing, okay? And I think that's why people like Big Ben are on their way out, right? And I get you want a running quarterback. Someone like Lamar Jackson is not the type of quarterback you want to build your team around. Because if he keeps running like how he will, he has two more years left on his career. You have his rookie contract, and then you have to draft a new quarterback. I I agree with that. I mean, listen, dude. I'm, in all honesty, taking fields over Goldilocks. I'm taking Bull. Kyler Watson, anybody, basically, almost any, like a probably ten or eleven quarterbacks. I take over Derek Carr over Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. I take Derek Carr. I don't know about that. Derek Carr's been showing up this year. He's been playing great. You know, yesterday he played terrible. I get that. He's been playing great football. Is he going to be an elite Hall of Fame quarterback? Absolutely not. Is he going to be an average? Raiders quarterback that can lead them to the playoffs. Absolutely. I think Derek Carr I, is a great I just don't think the Raiders I don't think the Raiders have the pieces. I think they do. You got Aguilar. I don't, I don't know. You got Aguilar. You have Waller. He you can't have... catch. He can't catch. Henry Ruggs is a bust. I wouldn't say that yet. I would not say have Henry you, Ruggs is yet. Have you heard his name all year? Yeah. He had one big game, I'm pretty sure. Okay. He had one big game. And here's my thing. If you have a big game in your rookie year, you have a chance of like, it's only your rookie year. Now, he might have a high upside in the future. Would I, I told you, because we watched the draft together, who I would have picked as the first receiver off the board, CeeDee Lamb. You know, is CeeDee Lamb going to be the best court, the best wide receiver in five years? Maybe I think Jerry Judy can beat him, but right out of the draft, CD was. That's. I think that's what I, I I said. Either Judy or Jefferson right away. I yeah, and I think you know CD someone you can play right away. I think Henry Ruggs is someone you need to develop. He needs to develop as a player because he can't just be a one trick pony like Lamar Jackson and just run really fast. He has to just completely. Reform his way as a receiver and use that speed like how Tyreek Hill does. Exactly. Speaking of Tyreek Hill, dude, did you see that? Did you see his game? Yeah, that's why he's my number two receiver. I Holy I cow. had him as my number three. He he moved up to number two. That was incredible. To see. In all honesty, I think the gap between Hopkins and Julio and then 
the gap between them two and Devontae Adams is super close because I personally think Devontae Adams is in two years, maybe even a year, the best wide receiver in football. I don't know about that because I'm watching this rookie. Yeah, I can see next year he could be, but I still think D-Hop has a couple more prime years left. I think Julio still has one or two, one or two because he is getting older. Uh, prime years left. I'm leaning more towards one. Uh, I, th- I also think DK and Terry McLaurin are up next. Yes. I really, like, Devontae Adams had his chance. Like, obviously he's taking advantage of it to be in, like, the top three conversation. But he had his chance to boost up to number one right away, and he hasn't. And I think DK is next, then Terry McLaurin, and then I'm looking at this rookie class. And I am – or even A.J. Brown. AJ Brown's yeah, looking I can great, see AJ, AJ Brown's looking great too, yeah. Um, but I'm even looking at this rookie class, and I mean, there's so many great receivers that could boost up to be top five receivers. I mean, you have CD Lamb, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rigor hasn't been looking terrible. Uh, T Higgins, T Higgins, Denzel Mims. Uh, that is it, Darnell Mooney. Yeah, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. Chase Edmonds, you have all these players that are looking great receivers that they're up next to. And I think Devontae has a lot of competition, and I don't know if he's ready for it. I mean, I don't know. If you're playing with – I'm honestly curious to see what happens post Rodgers with Devontae Adams. I don't know about that. What do you what do you think about what do you think about Love? Jordan Love, I think he's going to be good. Uh if you train him properly, he'll be a good quarterback. Um, I think I liked him. I didn't think he would go to the Packers. I feel like they could have used another receiver. That's what I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm if I'm the Packers, there's so many better options you could have taken. Yeah, I think so many. You know, first one that comes to mind is T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson. Um, you could have Denzel Mims. I mean, you could have chose players right away to make your team better and not draft a quarterback. I honestly think you could have traded up in the second round or tr- or traded back. Try trading back to the last pick. Yeah, I, I mean... I- Quarterbacks are just a hard thing to like, you know, even compare, even when they're so young, which is, you know, why we often get in arguments about Mitch and Darnold. But, you know, quarterbacks are just like, even you could say Tua and Fitzpatrick, should the Dolphins have put, put Tua in right when they did? No. Probably not. No, I probably not. But I think they still Tua have a chance to the horrible. playoffs. I think they still have a chance to the playoffs. And I think, you know, I think I think the Browns are the most surprising team in football right now at eight and three. They're not though. Last year, everybody thought this was how they were going to be last year, and but they lost their best player. I wouldn't say that. Nick Chubb is pretty great. No, Nick Chubb no is a top five running back. Are you serious? Do you want to go five through one with running backs because Nick Chubb isn't even in this top seven? Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? Dude, okay. You want me to name seven? You, you want me to name seven running yeah. backs better than yeah. him? Yeah. Tell me right now. 
So we're we're gonna start out with the obvious, right? We're gonna go with Henry. We're gonna go CMC. Saquon. We're gonna go Saquon. Kamara. We're gonna go, in my opinion, yeah, we're gonna go Kamara. We're gonna go Zeke Elliott. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Dalvin Cook. You can even not say Zeke Elliott and say Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones. I don't know if Josh Jacobs is better than Nick Chubb. I really don't know about that, dude. I I really think Nick Chubb is. I would go. Who's your top five? Who's number your top five? Because I'm n- in- number five. Nick Chubb. Um, and I'll tell you right now, a lot of people are gonna disagree with me. I did say he was better, but he just to me he hasn't played a lot, and I need to see more from this kid. Saquon's not on my top five. I'll I'll put that as a disclaimer right now. Nick Chubb. I'll go Kamara. I'm gonna go. CMC, Derrick Henry. Well, no, no. I'll go Cook, then Henry. Uh, I think Henry right now is proving himself to be the best running back in the league. I think Cook's easily a number two. I think you can make an argument that number five is a toss-up, and I think it is. I think you can put um, Aaron Jones. I think you can you can argue Josh Jacobs. Uh, you can There's... you can argue Saquon Barkley. But I just I think the kid gets hurt a lot, which that's not his fault. I get that you can't argue injuries, but I want to see this kid have a MVP caliber year as a running back. And I know running backs don't win the MVP candidate, but I want to see him have a year where it's like, should this guy be in the conversation? Look at my top five. I'm I'm putting number five Zeke Elliott, number four Kamara, number three, or I'm sorry, number five. I am putting um, Kamara, number four. I'm putting Cook, number three. I'm putting Christian McCaffrey, number two Derrick Henry, and number one Saquon. Oh, oh, Saquon Barkley. You're literally oh, no, oh, he's a top five running back. He ain't number one. He's nowhere near number one. If listen, I know you're gonna yell. You're gonna you're gonna say something right when I say the words if. But if he plays full sixteen games, he's the best. You'll see that he's the best running back. I agree. In the NFL. I agree. Has he played full sixteen games? I do not think so. No, he hasn't. My point. I don't know, man. I just and I based think on with just his pure talent from what we okay, seen. I get pure talent, but that's like saying, you know, Ryan Leaf was really talented in college. But you've seen what Saquon can do in the NFL. Yeah, but I also watched him against the Steelers. I mean. We can big, we can even bring banger. up kind of fantasy here. Who's who's number top two picks in fantasy football last this year? This coming draft, Derrick Henry. No, this this draft like for this year's season. Oh, for this year's season, like who would who whatever? Yeah, it was it was it was McCaffrey and Saquon. Which I get McCaffrey, Saquon. I if I had that number one pick, I wouldn't pick him because I know he gets hurt again. That's nothing against the guy. He's a very talented player. Oh. Not to bring up that Christian McCaffrey has missed more than half of this season. Yeah, but at the time, he still seemed more of a safer player. And he's played more games than Saquon this season. If we're going to even mention that. 
I think Derrick Henry should have been in consideration for that because he had a monster year last year. He's having another monster year. I think uh, Cook, I don't think, I think he was a mid-first round pick. I think Zeke, he's a bust this year. I mean, after Dak Prescott's left, yes. after Des- Dak Prescott's left, he hasn't been playing good because he doesn't have a team leader and he can't step up and be the team leader. I mean, don't get me wrong. Based on just like what we've seen of him the past couple of years, he's definitely in the conversation for top five. But I mean, I just feel like, you know, with the production he's had this year, like little to no really impact in the team. And, you know, they're also in the NFC East, which five oh, we're talking about that the playoffs. Next. We're talking about that next. Who, who do you think? Who do you think's winning the NFC East? If Daniel Jones didn't get hurt, it was going to be the Giants. Depending on when he can get I, back. I still think – I think the scariest team in the NFC East, and, and I'm being really honest here, I think it's the Washington football team. Washington football I, team. I almost said Redskins. I, I can, oh, I, I agree with that too. It's those two. Eagles suck. Now finish up your Ezekiel Elliott thing, and I'm going to go on a rant here because I'm done with the NFC East. So, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying that based on what we've seen the past couple of years, Zeke is – I mean – I get that he lost his quarterback, so every obviously everything changes. But Zeke's, if he plays this whole season like he's played in the past, he would have been a top five running back, no doubt. Hands down, totally agree. The NFC sucks, and they should not be allowed in the playoffs. I do not think I disagree. Oh, that's bull! I don't think a team because I guarantee it. I made a bet with someone. None of those teams are going to go above five hundred. None, I don't think yeah, any of those teams sure. are going to go 500. Okay? Agree. I agree. If a team is below 500, there should be a rule in the NFL that if a, a division leader is below 500, another team deserving of who can actually make a run deserves to be in the playoffs. I'm looking at the division right now, the NFC West with the Rams, the Cardinals, the Seahawks. All three teams are above 500. I think all three teams are going to end above 500, and they're all willing to give a run at the Super Bowl. And one of those spots will be, I think two of those teams will be in because of the wildcard spot. One of those spots is going to be taken away because the NFC East was allowed to give a team that was below 500 that spot. That is the stupidest rule there ever was. There's no reason why that, if they go 500, give them the playoff spot. If they go below 500, get rid of them. Now, get rid of that spot because you're not telling me right now that the Washington football team goes under 500 and deserves a spot in the playoffs. That is this that is this is stupid. this is where I'm, I I I understand your point and I I kind of agree with you actually. Give other teams chances. In my opinion, let's talk about the so let's talk about the NFC obviously. So right now in the playoffs it would be the Giants, Packers, Saints, Bucks, Rams, Seahawks. So that's six, and the seventh seed would actually, believe it or not, go to the Cardinals. Not surprised. And see, so those teams all have the best records. That's that's the best overall records out of everybody in the league, besides obviously the Giants. The only other teams that are 
above the Giants' record right now all have losing records and are the Vikings, the Bears, and the 49ers. And and don't get me wrong. I think that there should be some form of, like, I don't even know how to explain it, but I feel like because you know how, like, if you win the division, you obviously get the block. You obviously get the the home field advantage in the first round yeah. against your wild card opponent. I think that this, the the way you get in the playoffs, so I think it should still be the four division winners and the three wild cards based off best record and tiebreaker. But I think those teams should be reseeded based on overall record. I see. I agree with that. And I also. So therefore, I also th- the Giants would be the last seed yeah. playing. The they would be playing the Packers. Um. Yeah, I I agree with that, but I don't think any of them deserve to get in. And like, okay, you say the Vikings and those teams. Okay, those are still teams that have a legitimate chance of going above five hundred. Because yes, no offense to the Bears, the Vikings have to play the Bears one more time this year. So I'm gonna give them another win because. The Bears, I know you're a Bears fan. I'm a Jets fan. Jets suck. Bears suck. Okay? They don't have an I think the Bears I think the Bears still have a chance. They don't have an offense. I think the Bears still have a chance. Here the here you, these last you five. You won't run it with Montgomery. And you guys are just idiots. hear me out, hear me out. The last so we're five and six right now, which obviously is not gonna get us anywhere. But here they the, will here if the, you're next, the NFC East. But here are the next five games. Lions we're just gonna probably assume that it's probably gonna be a win. I don't Same know. Thing no with the Texans. Same thing with the Texans. So that gets us to seven and six. Mm. Next, we play the Vikings, which is probably a toss up. Let's say somehow we we win that game. We're eight and six. Then we play the Jaguars, which that let's be honest, they, they actually they'd actually rather us beat them by fifty than even have than even have it a close game. Yeah. So we get to nine and six, then we finish off against the Packers, which let's just let's assume that's a loss. We finish out the season nine and seven. In all honesty, that that puts us at a pretty good chance to make it to make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, it does. But if a team like the Washington football team, who are gonna go most likely either um six and ten or seven and nine. Get in. They actually they take your spot. I I really just I don't like that they're allowing yes, the NFC East to do this. I think it's stupid. I think it should be in a sense illegal in the NFL. I think you're really as a Bears fan. As a Bears fan, if the if the winner of the NFC East took our spot, I don't even know what I would think. Yeah, I'm not even an NFC fan. If you took away, I don't even care if you took away my spot. Hell, you can take away um, the 49ers might beat 500. Who knows? If a team's 500 or better, they deserve a chance, a remote chance. Look at um, the Steelers last year in the AFC. I know it's a different, completely different division. AFC, they went 9-7, and seven, right? Am yeah. I wrong? I believe so. They went 9-7. and seven. They, they didn't make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. And now you're telling me a team that's going to go 6-10, and 7-9, uh, they deserve to make the playoffs? I just want to say, you know, the last – there's only been three other instance, instances where a uh, below 500 team made the playoffs because they won the division. And 
all three of those teams won their first round game. Who are they? Um, I would have to look that up, but I they were talking about on ESPN. I think one was in twenty, one was the Seahawks. Um, I I can't remember the other two off the top of my head, but I we can get back to it after the episode. But I I okay, I get that. But here's my thing: you're also taking better teams away, and I think I think like, the solution okay. to this is. Whoever the the closest team that would have made it if Washington was out, let's just assume Washington wins the division. Yeah. Maybe they should have a play-in game. I don't even think they should do that. If you didn't go 500 or above, you suck. We all know you suck. Your whole division sucks. Don't even give it a shot. And I honestly think teams in the NFC East, they would rather not make the playoffs because here's the thing, you're not going to have a home field advantage game. Well, you will, in a sense. But you're going to be playing better teams. That's obvious. And here's another thing. Your draft pick, let's say they go 6 and yeah. 10. Normally, that would give you around a number. I think the Jets went like seven nine. Top 18 pick. The Jets were like seven and nine Top, last actually, year, and they got they, the number eleven. If they win the division, though, they they get a. It's automatically going to be within the top um, twenty or top eighteen. Or it's going to be it's going to be division. if they win the division, it'll be outside of the top eighteen. Exactly. Yeah, and I think they would all prefer that they don't get in the playoffs because then they get a better draft pick. Because with your standings you have right now, your records, you're going to get a good draft pick. Now you're going to take that draft pick away from the fan base and you're going to put them in the playoffs for them to get, maybe they win the first week. They're going to get destroyed the next. But the, the, honestly, yeah, I, I like, agree. Cause I'm, I'm let's, I mean, let's be honest. Well, okay. They play the Packers. I'd say somehow they beat the Packers. Then they play the saints. That's nice. Yeah. And then, okay. They beat the saints. You still have to play the Seahawks, possibly the Cardinals. You're going to lose yeah. dude. There's no argument that you're going to lose. And, I mean, speaking about winners and losers, I hate draws. And that Mike Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. fight this weekend becoming a draw, I get it's an exhibition. I don't care. Declare Mike Tyson. He looked like a better fighter. <laughs> he, he hasn't fought for three years. And I haven't fought for 13, 20 years. What about my ass? Nobody worry about me. Oh, Mike Tyson looked great Saturday. Mike Tyson looked great for his age. He looked amazing. Roy Jones Jr. looked like a pile of crap. Roy Jones Jr. should not even have been in the ring. No, same like just like Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson did not belong in that ring, and it showed real quick. The fact that he got knocked down once, <laughs> and then he ran at Jake Paul and just basically got thrown down. The fact that he actually like called out Jake Paul. And then that happened. That's that's horrible. People were excited about that fight too. People it's were just, really excited about that fight. I was actually, and then really, that yeah. was. I was such really more excited bummer. for this fight, for that fight, than the Tyson fight. Really, a lot of people were, and I think it was because they're both young guys. Like 
I think we were all expecting Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. uh to be kind of a slumber, like kind of like really slow. I feel like if Roy Jones Jr. didn't hold on to Mike Tyson for a minute every single round, it would have been a better fight. Yes. But sadly, we couldn't get that. Now, whatever, I just watched the fight today. Whatever Nate Robinson planned on doing, he sucked. He sucked bad. I don't even think he should even think about putting on a pair of boxing gloves ever again. (laughs) He really shouldn't. Like, I've seen really bad knockouts. That was terrible. That might be one of the best knockouts out there. And then when I say bad knockouts, I don't mean like Jake Paul had a bad knockout. No, it was awesome. It was. It's, I mean, him getting knocked out and literally being out cold. It, out cold? He might have been like out, like freezing. I mean, they don't just make challenges of for you, like out of spite. I mean, he literally was, I thought he, I honestly thought he died. Yeah, it was crazy. And we're going to end very shortly with this episode, but I want to give you guys one suggestion of a sport. I think we should do this, Matt. I think we should give them one suggestion that they can go seek out on YouTube or on the internet of a certain moment in sports history that they will love. And I'm going to go the boxing route since the big Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight was last weekend. I think you should really look at uh, Lennox Lewis versus Rockman two and watch the knockout it is known as the best knockout in boxing history. It's the smoothest knockout in boxing history. So check out Rockman versus Lennox Lewis. Number two, watch that whole fight. It's such a good fight. Best knockout ever. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, the moment I would tell you guys to watch 1998 NBA finals game six. Yeah, that's good. That's that's where I'm. That's where I think we should end right there with the goat. Right there. No. With the goat. (laughs) No. Nope. Nope. No. Not gonna happen. No. LeBron James is better. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Sports Follow Podcast. Give us a follow on Instagram at Sports Ball Podcast. Give me a follow on Instagram at the Max Theories Podcast hey, at Max Parasac. And make, sure, make sure to follow Matt K underscore edits on Instagram. Of course. Matt K underscore edits. Look forward to us in the future because we're going to crush this together. Matt, love this episode. Thank you so much for us finally accomplishing this. Give them a send off. All right, guys. The only thing, the only thing I got to say before I leave. It's goat talk. Michael Jordan, the goat. That's that's where I think we should end this. Perfect ending. It's the last dance, you know? Mm-hmm.